Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 12 of Press Box Talk with the personality and the specimen. Today, we are getting into NFL news. Uh, there's been uh, there's been a couple big shakeups, uh, a big retirement. And uh, yeah, I'll let the specimen kick this segment off. Yeah, the retirement was probably the craziest thing. Julian Edelman, great career, fun to watch. He kind of it's kind of sad to see him go. Is this truly the end? The other day, Rob Gronkowski and Brady, his old pals, ran it back and said, thank you, how great he was and everything. And then Gronk said he's given it a 69% chance that Edelman comes to Tampa. I think it was more of a joke, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't see him. I think this is it. Like, we saw Julian Edelman. He failed the physical. He is done, I think. I think we've seen the end of him. Now, I think the biggest question is, what does this team do if you're the New England Patriots going forward without a leader like that? Because you've got a young team now. The rebuilding this thing, you lose a great leader in Julian Edelman. It's almost like the turning of the guard again with Brady gone. Now you have Edelman gone, Gronk. This offense, I think it's set up for somebody, and I think that it might be good for the NFL to see this, is Cam Newton maybe. An unpopular opinion. A lot of people dislike him, but I think Cam Newton is going to step up into this role. And I think Cam Newton's attitude is one that if you drafted a kid, he might even help. Cam Newton is good for the league. He is. I remember stories when it came out of Charlotte where he used to just go after school, jump over a fence, throw the ball with the kids, and the kids would then go home and say, Cam Newton. And all these parents were like, yeah, sure, Cam Newton threw the ball to you today at school. And then Cam Newton came out and said, actually, I did. Like, you don't hear those stories in the news about Cam Newton. All you hear about is that Super Bowl where he didn't jump on the ball. Get over it. It's six years ago he did that. I think that we give this guy another chance. And I think he's set up for success. And now it's kind of his locker room, right? With And I there must be something that he does right for Bill Belichick to give him another go. But losing Edelman is a huge piece. And... You're going to have to see Bill if Bill can find another diamond in the rough in receiver room and bring it in there because they got the two good tight ends, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, but I don't like their receiver room a lot. So this could be pushing towards them drafting one where it's Waddle, Devontae Smith, or Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase will not be there, of course, but Waddle or Devontae Smith, look for one of them to drop. And if they drop, then you could see New England maybe getting a first round receiver. What do you think about that? One? So you think that New England's you think New England's going to go after a receiver in the in the draft? I, I I for sure do. I think that the quarterback play with the, all these trades as of late. I don't see a guy falling to them. I look at San Francisco, the Jets, and Jacksonville. I see Trevor Lawrence as number one. I see. Uh, give me one second here. Zach Wilson, uh, number two. And I see number three as the throw-up. Is it going to be Justin Fields? The 49ers, that's where the draft really starts for me. Is is Justin Fields going to be there? Or are they going to go with Mac Jones? Or are they going to go with – like? It, there's a lot of QBs on the board. And if you're unfamiliar with this draft, there's a lot. So Justin Fields is probably the biggest question mark going into this thing. And Justin Fields, according to a lot of magazines, he was rated two until Zach Wilson destroyed his pro day. Zach Wilson looked amazing. So the top five would be the top five that I see going into this thing. Trevor Lawrence gone. Zach Wilson gone. 49ers are going to take one of two, in my opinion, Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And then it leaves four beyond there. You have Trey Lance and who, whether Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And 
I, I don't see them falling to the 15th pick. That's just my personal opinion. I see a lot of quarterbacks going in this draft. Really? Okay. Yeah, I see that I, unless they're trading up, you the only way New England takes a QB, in my opinion, is trade like Lance falls and then you're laughing for him. I saw a lot of people talking about Justin Fields. Justin Fields does a lot of good things. He also does he he missed on a few plays and he I think Justin Fields isn't gonna fall that far. That's just my personal opinion. He does a lot of good things and he only screwed up a few times. I don't feel like he's gonna fall. I don't feel like Lance is going to fall. And I believe that Bill Belichick doesn't reach for players. I think that one of these receivers with this type of year is going to fall. And it's going to be interesting to see who does fall because at 15 where they're picking, it could be very interesting to see which positions go kind of. And if one falls to them, sure, they might take a QB. But I think that, that New England in their offseason, if you looked at what they've done, they are ready to win now. And I think that Cam Newton looked good. I bring back the Seattle game where he went the distance and got stopped on the yard line basically to score is if Cam Newton can get back, he did get COVID, right? Like if Cam Newton can get back to where he was at the beginning of last year, New England looked okay with him. See, and right now I'm just looking at the NFL's mock draft. They they have New England picking seventh, taking Mac Jones. At seven. So they would have to trade up with the Lions. And it, that's the other move, right, is if they want to trade up, then maybe they go QB. But the only thing about a QB is does this does a quarterback make them better right now? And if no. I'm New England, I think that none of these guys are going to step in right now. I see a lot of, like, weird picks, too. You go to CBS's mock draft. Say, like, Mika Parsons going there. If Mika Parsons, if you watched his pro day, if he falls out of the top ten, then I maybe don't know football as well as I thought I did. Because Mika Parsons is a stud, and he should be going. Like, my favorite players in this draft, hands down, is Trevor Lawrence. I really, really like Kyle Pitts from four to the tight end. Mika Parsons at uh, 15 right now going to uh, Detroit Lions right now. That would be a trade back, right? Like, there's the the Lions trade with New England. But yeah, I And my favorite player in the entire draft – I'm going to go out on a limb is Sewell from Oregon. What an old lineman. And literally, if you listen to his, I love, a, I love the old hogs that just want to pound and beat the crap out of people. And he said that his goal earlier this week or the end of last week was to, he wants when he lines up for that D lineman to think this is going to be a long day. And that's the type of old lineman. And he, I would love to see for Joe Burrows in Cincinnati, get him. And Joel Burrows, if he was smart right now, and he is smart, I know he wants his fellow LSU receiver, but at the end of the day, a good quarterback knows, get the old lineman, and you don't get pushed around. And that's kind of where that spot is. But I got a little sidetracked there. New England talk, I either what you just said, if they trade up, they'll go QB. Otherwise, they're going to take the best position available and let another team screw up. And I think that's kind of more New England's move the the other thing that could be interesting i saw rumors of it is if fitzgerald doesn't retire i've heard a lot of talk about him maybe tampa bay i could see even new england maybe bringing fitz in you bring a veteran leader in there then you draft a receiver later what do you think about that i i don't see fitz going to new england just because without like with having fitzgerald there he'd be a backup but in saying that, they haven't really named Cam their starter. 
And I just think if you take Fitzgerald to New England, you have a potential quarterback controversy. You already had that a little bit last year. Bill Belichick, I feel like, doesn't want to deal with this again. So why do that? Um, another interesting thing I've heard about with New England, the reason why they would trade up in the draft is because the talent pool on the quarterback position in this draft is it's a pretty big class. And uh, there's a lot of talent there. And if you look at who they could potentially get, like if they go after uh, Fields, I believe uh, it's been reported that he has like similar football IQ to uh, uh, Pat Mahomes and uh, Tom Brady. Like the kid can fucking fly. And he's like, he's a similar player to Patrick Mahomes, right? So if you look at their division, okay. Well, he um, tested off the charts, Justin Fields. Like he, his brain, yeah. they said, is he like has almost a, if he, it's kind of like I would almost touch on Andrew Luck. That he can not, not yeah. in his play style, but they said that if he learns something, this guy, and he's got a great attitude. The biggest knock on him is he played for Ohio State, and I can't name a good quarterback that came from Ohio State. Yeah. So like with with saying all that, it's like. Okay, right now they have him going third, but if New England could pick him up and bench, like not bench him, but like have him learn for like a year, year and a half under like an NFL caliber quarterback that's a veteran in the league in Cam Newton, you know, and get him into the game, ease him into it a little bit, you could potentially have like the next Pat Mahomes. And if you look at the way that division's going, they sent a best on the Pat McAfee show. The NFL is changing in the sense that it's almost going the same as the NBA went a couple of years ago, which um, Seth Curry um, and his team in Golden State kind of put together with you've always been able to score two points, two points count for two, and three points count for three-pointers. Well, they just built a team around Seth Curry that everyone shot the three and realized, and it changed the, the game of the NBA that if you run the score up, you can have the best defense in the game you want. If you have a bunch of shooters on your team, you can't stop everybody. And that's just how the game works. So I feel like the NFL is loading up on offensive talent on the offensive side of the ball. It, if you listen like the last two years, you have not heard a goddamn thing in these drafts about defensive players. You remember how like five, six years ago, you'd have a good linebacker, a good defensive lineman come up, and it was, oh, my God, look at this. It's all offense now. The game is changing to an offensive-style st- game, and your defense just has to be able to control the bleeding and let your offense do the work. I feel like that's how the NFL is going nowadays. What, what's your take on that, like, with the whole draft situation? Because if you look at this, the top 15 players, not one goddamn one on NFL. Uh, uh, Okay, we'll go top 10. Top 10, okay? Top 10, there's only one defensive player on the whole list, and Dallas takes him in its corner. Patrick Sertan? Yep. Yeah, you know what? I think that the great teams get it, the bad teams don't. So you look at the teams, an unpopular opinion, of course, I'm a Lions fan. They screw up all the time. So, again, they're going to take the receiver, right? That's what they love to do. I remember in the 2000s, that was the running joke. Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, Calvin. You know what? Did that fix that team? No, it didn't. Calvin and Roy were the only two that hit. 
they took four number one receivers, Mike Williams, Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, Calvin. Mike Williams sucked. Charles Rogers had a lot of drug things, so I'm not even going to touch on that because I actually liked him. He got into some things. I'm not going to run a human being down. Uh, Roy Williams, I liked him in Detroit. He wanted to go home. He did nothing after there. And then Calvin Megatron was amazing. But the good teams get it. You look, and it's funny because what you just said is all they talk about is the pretty, what people do. Now, you look at what Tampa Bay did last year, and they nailed the draft. That's how they won. Everybody yep. talks about Brady, and I am the biggest guy that will always say, Tom Brady's the best, Tom Brady's the best. But if we could ever get Brady on this show, that's my dream, is this. Tom Brady would tell you it's a team sport. And he loved Tampa Bay because of Devin White, Levante David, Nam Kong Su, Vita Vea. You look at what this team did on the draft, on the defensive side of the ball. They set this team up. And last year's draft, Winfield, was a steal. That kid played unreal in the – absolutely unreal in the Super Bowl. I love him. Winfield Jr., second like second generation talent. And when he got drafted, I remember sitting on the couch thinking, I remember the Lions playing his dad with the Vikings. They got a real one here. And Bruce Arians was just laughing. He's sitting in his kitchen just laughing. We got Winfield. And then in the first pick, I watched a redraft, and Wirfs is now a three top three pick. Brady didn't get touched because they addressed the old line. Tristan Wirfs, my brother and I were talking last year, the best old lineman in the draft, and you let him fall to Tampa. And if, don't be shocked. All these teams will take the pretty guys, and if one of the, them fall. I would like, and I hate this team, hate them. But if Green Bay could get somebody to fall to them, then we got a juggernaut fight. And I want to see the Rams, 49ers, Packers, and Bucks. Those teams will hit in the draft, and they will smack it. And that's what I believe. These teams that are smart will hit it. I remember last year, Denver, they drafted all this offensive talent. I'm not picking on the Broncos. We're going to go to Patrick Mahomes. Here's the issue. You're getting in a shootout with the best player in the league. You got no defense. Now they learned. This year, you look at what they did in the pre, pre this offseason. They've addressed the secondary because drafting a bunch of receivers isn't going to slow down Mahomes. I don't think the NFL has changed that much other than the ball is thrown more. The good teams will address the D, D line and the O line, and then you need a secondary to win you this thing and a smart linebacker to put that tag on the back of his helmet so that he can make some play calls. Because really, in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Levante David and Devin White, the best tandem, hands down, in my opinion, in the NFL, that's why they win it, is they shut down with a four-man rush the Kansas City Chiefs and owned the line play. And I think in this year's draft, a lot of these guys, Mel Kipper, and a lot of these guys who know a lot, I'm not going to bash them, have all this offensive talent going early. But my thought process was always this. San Francisco made a move because they need a QB. Jimmy Garoppolo, the Jets need and Jags. Sure, those three. I think the real draft starts with the 49ers simply on which quarterback they're going to take. But then what does Atlanta do? Now, if you're Atlanta... Do you draft a QB? I don't. I think Matt Ryan's one of their best players, but they could. Justin Fields is a great though. fit here. Justin Fields is from Georgia. He used to play for Georgia before he transferred to Ohio State. He could be a great fit here. Do I see them doing that? I. The only way I see Atlanta taking Justin Fields is if they trade back 
get a little draft capital, and then Justin Fields falls back, then maybe. But then you look at Miami. There's so many teams in here. I truly believe Cincinnati's going to get the best player in this draft and Sewell. It's an old lineman. We'll hear about Trevor Lawrence for the next 20 years. But look for Sewell to be in the Hall of Fame wearing a jacket if he stays healthy. And I, I just love what he does. He's a big man, and he does what you need. And if you draft a guy first overall, Cincinnati's got to take him. But I do see what you mean. Sorry, I rant a bit. But there's there's some top-end talent on the defensive side. Mika Parsons destroyed his pro day. I really like him. I really like Patrick Sertan. And I really, really, really like from South Carolina, Horn. Like, there's a lot of good players in this draft. And then you got Farley from Virginia Tech, another corner. This draft's loaded with corners, too. Don't be don't be fooled by all the experts talking about the QBs. Look at where these some of these corners go. Yeah, that's wild. I was actually just looking at something. I thought I thought Justin Fields looked familiar, and I thought he was maybe on that show uh, Last Chance You, but he he was he was on QB One or whatever when they did. I think. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, the one he was on. That he was on, I believe, and and he was just a young kid, right? Yeah, he his attitude's yeah, yeah. unreal, and that's tell coming from a Michigan guy who hates Ohio State. He he <laughs> makes it hard to hate this guy, and I don't hate him. I actually like him, and I. I always cheer. You, I always say this: Ohio State makes great players. You, I don't cheer for them in college, but you hope your team drafts them, because boy, do they yeah. ever hit! When they hit, they hit. And a lot of these, the one position that's always plagued them is the QB position. And I think he's kind of like, he's kind of like the mysterious question going into this year: Where is he going to fit? How does he fit? And is he going to go to a team that suits him? Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. Like, so where do you put where do you put Pitts going? I know we touched about this like last time, but I feel like he's being moved around so much right now. Like Atlanta right now has him. I feel like like I feel like Atlanta will take Pitts for sure. Uh, I think Atlanta is actually actively looking. Like from what I've heard, there's two teams in the top ten actively to move back, unless it's just a smokescreen. The number one is, of course, the Atlanta Falcons because this team, if you looked at them, they're the perfect example of what you just said. Their offensive side of the ball is good. The only, If I was Atlanta, everybody sees Sewell fall into Cincinnati, which including myself. If I'm Atlanta, get an O-lineman. Make this yeah. team so you can hold Matt Ryan up. I remember seeing live Atlanta versus Tampa Bay the year before they got Brady with Winston. And Tampa Bay utterly destroyed Atlanta just because of the DNO line play. The next week, I stayed in Atlanta for another week, and I watched New Orleans versus Atlanta. It was a much tighter game, and it just showed you that Atlanta's biggest hole is that old line and their defense. And I think that Atlanta's realizing that under new GM, and I think that Arthur Blank is pushing for this team to get good. And I know he said earlier, Julio and Matt Ryan, it's up to the GM, but I don't see either of those two players being moved. I see this team maybe moving back. On the Kyle Pitts talk, it's like a circle. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to get to that. But Kyle Pitts is going to be a perfect example at number four, which team really likes what he does. Are they going to trade up to get him? And I think that's an interesting move. Kyle Pitts is going to be a guy that some teams, Miami, a few of these teams are going to maybe want to trade up and get. Another really good team, I think, that could move up and people kind of write wrote them off, but it's Carolina. You have some really good receivers in DJ Moore and Bobby Anderson. You got 
um, Christian McCaffrey, and then you got Darnold. So you have Darnold. Now, what do you need? You need a good tight end. When they were good and made the Super Bowl, they had Greg Olson. Maybe they trade up. And I think that would be a team to look at. Maybe they trade up. I'd look at Carolina and Miami as my two favorites to trade up. If Atlanta stays there, they could take Kyle Pitts, but who knows, right? What do you think? Um, I think Pitts is probably one of – outside the quarterback position, he is the best pick in the draft other than Sewell. Like, that. that's just honestly – because, like, Sewell, he's, he's one of those fucking – O-lineman that he's just going to do his job and he's going to be a headache for D-lineman all day. Um, but Pitts is one of these guys that two players... Oh, okay, on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like quarterbacks really change the game and then if you have an electric receiver or running back. But lately, tight ends have been like the game changers. Like these guys running their 15-yard slant routes and shit like that catch the ball and like the thing is is tight ends are so exciting to watch because these guys get suicide passed all the time they're big boys they get the no look pass down the middle and then boom they're taking that shot in the back Pitts has amazing hands and i just see him going to a team and being a right now difference maker like in the offensive side like he's one of those guys that you can almost plug and play on any roster in the nfl and he will put up stats yeah. for you. That's why I like him. Like in the quarterback position, it gets a little different um, because with the the top three, well, we'll go four big quarterbacks. They all have different styles. Two of them play similar, but for the majority, they have different styles. They throw the ball differently, so you break it down. You can't really. You got to be strategical when you pick your quarterback. I feel like Pitts is just that safe pick that if you pick him up. He like he will just do you no wrong. Put the ball in his hands, and if you're a fantasy player, I'm definitely trying to get Pitts next year. Out of all these people that were just like listed on the draft, I I'm going after Pitts number one on my fantasy team next year. Yeah, and see that's interesting. Like, uh, like not number one a big pick, role. But... And see for me, I don't know. Maybe it's unpopular opinion a lot. So I really and like you had you touched on is I love. Samoan football players. Like, I just love them. They're tough on your own D line. And that's Sewell. I, I don't know. He he is the real deal. And he is the pick. I'm really into, like, if the Lions, if God ever wanted the Lions to do anything right, if we ever hit on one draft pick in our life, I just pray that on draft day, everybody else screws up and focuses on QBs and receivers. And I would love to see four quarterbacks go and then a receiver or two, and, or, and Kyle Pitts maybe. Like even a receiver, Kyle Pitts in four, and at number seven, the Detroit Lions, they get seat, and I would laugh. I would just say, you know what, we got the best one. And it maybe would be the turning of the guard because he, the way you fix a team is O and D line, and then you get your talent. And I get what you mean. I think if Kyle Pitts, Miami's a great fit for him because I think Tua, everybody's saying they're done, they're done, they're done with Tua. Don't believe that hype. Tua has no. got a great attitude. That's the thing about Tua. He's got a great attitude. And everybody, it's funny, last year, everybody in the draft, what one year does, and this is where fantasy pisses me off, actually. He didn't have a good fantasy year. So everybody, oh, he sucks. That's not how it works. <laughs> Tua is a young kid. Yeah. Tua is a great attitude. And do not turn on Tua. I still believe in Tua. And I think that he's got an unreal attitude. 
And you got to remember, he's 23 years old. They're not just done. And I still, like, I truly believe that Tua, they, the Miami Dolphins get Kyle Pitts. They don't trade up and get a QB. You're not going to, it's never worked, in my opinion, when you draft QBs in the first round two years in the back-to-back. Miami's not going to do that. Miami's going to maybe trade up, get Kyle Pitts. And with their later pick, look for them to address the defensive side of the ball. I think Miami likes Tua. I think a lot of smoke screens happen this type of year. I remember a story about Jay Cutler. Denver didn't even visit him. They wanted everybody to think they're not in on Jay Cutler. Then when the draft comes, the pick comes, they draft Jay Cutler and everybody's like, what's going on? They didn't even attend his pro day or anything. And they said, we didn't want anybody to know. We were hot on this guy from day one. Look for some smoke screens this year with no combine. And some of these teams, especially at the top, have a lot of holes. And I think that the first two picks are locked in just because the Jets Darnold trade. But I think a lot of these other guys could sure fall. Trey Lance is a really interesting story from North Dakota State as well. He could be a nice little pick for one of these teams. And the trade-up teams I can really see, like you said, is if New England moves up, look for them to take maybe a QB. If they stay put, maybe a receiver. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And, like, a lot of people jump on to it, and I don't get it. Like, he had he had a controversial year last year, like, with – but he was hurt, right? Then he came back, and then, like, he took over from Fitzmagic, and, th- and things just ended sourly there. But, like, you said it right. He is 23 years old, and I feel like with today's day and age, this cancel culture bullshit just needs to stop. Like, everyone was saying, oh, they need to trade Deshaun and – and to it, like that does not solve every problem down in Miami. Like just switching out your quarterback. And like, I don't think people understand there's a lot of work that goes involved with switching quarterbacks in and out, especially if they're your starting quarterbacks. Like if you look at the style of play and stuff um, in some instances, your, your whole playbook folks can change based on what quarterback you have at the helm. Like, so clearly if you had, um, let's say, Lamar Jackson, and then you had Tom Brady, and then you traded for Tom Brady, your playbook is not going to be the same, folks. A lot of people need to fucking get this out of their head that you can plug and play any player in the league. Just because they're a professional athlete, they still have their strengths and weaknesses. And I, I feel like a lot of people take that away from players nowadays, like, especially Tua, like, you know, like – this guy just came off an injury and they're like roasting him. It's like, give, give the guy a chance and let, let's see what happens down there. And I actually don't mind Miami drafting a quarterback because if they drafted a quarterback into a didn't work out, you trade him or you trade your new quarterback and you can, you can get more value. You know what I mean? So you can get a couple senior players for a young quarterback and then you can get, like, uh, a pick for another year. You know what I mean? So the, I, I just feel like Miami has a lot of room in uh, as trade bait for one uh, coming up. Like, depends on what they want to do, right? Like, there's so many options that they can go forward with. I think the biggest thing in that division is this, and I've always thought this. If you draft QBs, look at Green Bay. Are you wanting to win this yeah. year, or are you wanting to look down the road? And Aaron Rodgers put it best when you draft a QB in the first round you're passing on a lot of talent this draft is loaded Miami Dolphins they're a good team they're a really good team I think they fell at the end of last season but they're they're a good team don't be 
fooled there. You have Buffalo, you have the Jets, who knows what's going on. And then we have the Patriots. Does drafting a quarterback make you better right now when you drafted one the year before? If you look at the teams that have done that in the past, back-to-back, I think Cleveland did that or like very close to each other. And then I think Arizona did it with Josh Rosen and then they took Kyler Murray. So what I believe is this, as a GM or a head coach or whoever's making these picks, you got to love the kid and you got to be ready for him. Because what ends up happening is you draft one. It's kind of like a stock market, really. And I hate to use that because it's humans, but just hear me out. Is this, you draft a guy with a first overall and now it almost degrades. Because like, what do you get right now for your, like Josh Rosen? He's for nothing, really. You know what I mean? Like Green Bay isn't going to get anything at this point for their quarterback of last year. And is that yeah, make no. you better? And that's what Aaron Rodgers kind of like said, like, I, I just don't, I think that some of these teams, the bad teams make those mistakes and other ones, it just, at the end of the day, you have to hit. And I think you, it's like no other sport, the NFL. And that's the truth is it's like no other sport. It's not like baseball. It's not like hockey. It's not like where you can hide these guys. Like, okay, I can put them down in the minors for a while. It's it's just not how it works. This sport is you draft a guy, he's either going to make the team or he's cut. There's no minor system in this thing. And I I just don't, I, I don't think that, Miami smart and to do it. Cut, I, just don't, you, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that, but I don't like, um, I, I really am not a fan of drafting them back to back. Cause I think it runs you into a kind of a muck almost with like, what, what do you do with these guys if they don't turn out? And like, you know what I mean? Like if they don't okay, but, turn out and then they're not, you've spent a first overall pick. And I think Jordan love is the best topic of discussion really on there. Jordan Love is now the backup in Green Bay, but did that make that team better? Like you look, I'm going to quickly, because we got about five minutes left here, guys. Uh, I'm going to quickly bring up the NFL draft first round and let's go through it. And I think that's a good topic for personality and the specimen to talk on for you guys is if we look back at the first round of last year and you look at the first round, who went, how it went down and where Green Bay. So Green Bay's pick last year was 26 and they took Jordan Love. And now you look behind that pick and let's see, do you think that their team would have been better with this guy or with Jordan Love sitting on the bench? And the picks afterwards that I like are Patrick Queen. He played for Baltimore, great linebacker. That's a good pick. I think I think I would have rather had him. I think Aaron Rodgers would have. You have Clyde Edwards-Solaire. Now that you, there's another good pick, maybe if you don't... At that point, maybe instead of um, what's it, uh, instead of drafting a QB, you have now you have Aaron Jones and him. You have a double-headed monster there. Once you get into the second round, do you remember that guy I talked about earlier today, Winfield Jr.? He would have been nice to have. He was a second round. Pick. That would have been savage, right? T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a great player. He was the first pick in the second round. You're looking, and I think that's the way you grade it. I think you really do. DeAndre Swift, Xavier McKinney. There was a lot of picks. And I think Jonathan Taylor. Like, I know they don't need a QB or a running back, but Cole Komet, tight end for Notre Dame, they could have had. You could have had Delpit. You could have had Winfield. You look at some of these names, Chase Claypool. Like, there's a lot of names in here. And that's where Aaron Rodgers. And I know people, oh, Aaron Rodgers has this attitude. 
end of the day, you look at what happens. They take Jordan Love. You look at all these players afterwards. And I think in Aaron Rodgers' year, he's getting older. He's thinking, and this, I'm going to close out my part. I'm going to let you close out the episode. But I think that's the way you look at it. And I'm coming from where Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to defend Aaron Rodgers here. I think that he looked at everything that went on after there. He doesn't dislike Jordan Love. Don't believe that at all. That's a stupid media trick. The truth is he saw that they are ready to win now and they didn't take a guy to make their team better. If you're Miami, learn from it. What do you, you close it up. What do you feel? You got about three, four minutes or I'm going to let you rock it. I, I feel, yeah. Well, I kind of disagree with what you're saying because if you pick up, a, if you pick up a first round and you're not like happy with your first round talent, we'll stay quarterback because that's what we're talking about. Your sec like the, the their second year, and you have a chance to draft another high ranked prospect quarterback, potentially better than the one you drafted before. I pick up them, and I get rid of the quarterback that I picked up the previous year, and I I use them basically as trade bait for maybe one or multiple players in which I need because they're already considered like. Uh, You've already seen what they can do on the field. You know what I mean? So player, like players like Tua, you've seen what they can do on the field. Uh, other teams have had a chance to see what they can do in the NFL. So it almost gives them like a, a little bit more of an evaluation, right? Because players that you're drafting from uh, the college level, you don't know what they're capable of doing in the NFL. Yes, yeah, some of them might be at the same level. Some of them, it's going to take a little bit of molding and, like, coaching to get them. Because, like, you're, you're going from playing with, like, like coming up men to playing with, like, growing men that this is, like, what they do that have bad intentions written all over them. So it is a little bit of a learning curve. And so if, like, for example, if you had a Tua right now and – uh, like this is just a hypothetical situation, and you have the chance to trade up and get Lawrence. What do you do? I'm going to get Lawrence. I'm going to get Lawrence to say bye to it. You're 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 fuck whatever I need. You're you're going to be the guy that I'm putting on the trade block, and that's what I'm picking up. But that that's just my personal opinion on that, and that's how I'll I'll leave that out. My right. only question Another before big... you close out, so you got like a minute, is what do you believe yeah. you get for Jordan Love then if you're Green Bay? for instance. So what do you get this year if Aaron Rodgers, and I don't believe that they're better off with Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers, what would be a best case scenario? You spent a top 30 pick on Jordan Love where I've heard the highest a team would even be interested would be maybe a third. That would, would be your return on profit after one year. What do you think? What, what would you get? Well, and see, and see, that's the thing with Love is last year they picked up a quarterback and sent him to a team that has an all. So, like, that's like, that's like seeing this year, okay, that um, Tampa Bay picks up Lawrence. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and but I feel like, I feel like Lawrence has a lot more value and would have a lot more value next year than love I think you go the type because, of thing that would happen in my personal opinion but I'm gonna let you close it out honestly so because I respect your opinion is if Miami takes a QB the writings on the wall if that happens folks yeah. look for New England not to spend a pick on a quarterback 
and for them to and yeah. for them to get two in a year from now for a discounted price, and then in twenty years from now you laugh and look back at it and think, how did Bill Belichick get Tua for a third rounder? How did that go on? And then you we can look back at this and think that's how it went on. <laughs> oh, I think Tua would go for more than a third rounder. It'd be definitely a first or a second. Uh, yeah, it depends. 100%. It depends, right? Because right now, if he doesn't have a good year, but you close it out, buddy. Uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on in the NFL was uh, this is a tri- uh, well, this is just rumorville right now, but potentially Clowney could be going to uh, the Cleveland Browns if this happens, folks. I'm I'm going out and saying it that the Browns probably have the best defensive line in the fucking league. Like, oh my god, filthy, filthy. If I'm an offensive lineman going up against the Browns. I'm I'm definitely like staying up late and doing late night cramming sessions to get my homework in and my blocking assignments because this defense would have bad intentions all over it. You would have Miles Garrett, Clowney, like, oh my god, you, like, okay, so you're gonna double team them both. Sorry, uh, he cut out there. Yeah, guys, I'm here. So... I'm here. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. back. Hello. Can, uh, you, but yeah, yeah, but I yeah. So th- that would be like my big thing is like, if this trade happens, I, I think it changes that division. Oh, you're cutting out there, buddy. Are you good now? If that trade happens, though, I can see exactly what you were talking about. How, like, the Browns are an unreal team, and uh, he had just cut out there. So, guys, I think maybe we'll touch on that one next time, but. Yeah, the clowny move, I could see it really making Cleveland a better team. And it'll be interesting if that's where he goes. So I am going to close this show out just because uh, we lost the personality there. So yeah, please follow us on. Can you, you're cutting in and out, buddy. Are, are you good now? Yeah. Do you want to close it or do you want me to? You can close it out. Everything's fine. Yeah, I just want to touch on that clowny thing real quick because by the time we Yeah, we this- just lost you there. The viewers were wondering where you went so all i was saying is yeah it makes cleveland a much better team and i think the closeout today is follow us on facebook and press box talk we love to hear from you guys and when we're talking on here we would love for you guys to subscribe on spotify or follow and we are our goal we have not ever thrown this out to you is a thousand if we can get that you're gonna see us youtube so that's our move and i hope you guys enjoy your day and chat with you soon yeah talk soon guys